Hello, and welcome to this takeover episode of the Creative Me podcast. My name is Emily Utter, and today I'm interviewing Ryan Harris, owner of the hair salon Harris and Fox. Ryan's been hairdressing for over a decade and moved up to Aberdeen about 11 years ago. He's competed at hairdressing awards and has done stage work all over the world, doing demonstrations for other industry professionals. After many years working as a hairdresser in Aberdeen, Ryan opened his own salon, and Harrison Fox has now been open and thriving for seven months. Okay, so welcome. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Hi, no problem. Okay, so um, how did you end up in Aberdeen? Um, we moved to Aberdeen about 11 years ago. Um, I was doing hair down in the borders down there. And I went to like a, it's like a hair presentation thing in Edinburgh. And there's like people working on stage and it was like really cool. So I decided after that that I was going to like try and find like one of the top hairdressing salons in Scotland. Which happened to be in Aberdeen. Alright, okay. Yeah, so then I ended up just getting in touch with um, well, my old boss now. Wrote a letter and then just moved up, started working with her. Wrote a letter or like an email, or no, is it so long ago that it was a letter? <laughs> it was actually a letter back then. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Do you have any like. Waiting, waiting for like weeks to get a reply. Oh. Did she also respond by letter? I think she phoned me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sent a home and pitched um, At that point, did you have any sense of like what Aberdeen was like? Um, I'd been to Aberdeen about two or three times because my sister uh, was actually at uni here, so I didn't know her, which made it made the move like easier. But no, I didn't know Aberdeen at all. Okay. She was the only person I knew. So. And what was your impression at that point when you moved up? I liked it. Yeah. yeah. What did you like about it? Um, I like I liked how it wasn't too big. Mhm. Um, and you, it was like quite easy to sort of like get your bearings and stuff. So where I'm from is quite close to Edinburgh, and that's like a pretty big city. And I thought like, Aberdeen was quite cool because I was moving somewhere that's like totally new as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, and you've obviously stayed on, so you've been yeah. here like more than ten years now. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I'd move. No. Yeah. You're settled. I'm settled down there. Yeah. Um, I actually went away for a year about five years ago. No, well, it was meant to be a year, but I only lasted about six months and came back. Where were you? I went to Thailand and then Australia to see. We've got friends in both places, but. Yeah, I was just thinking I wanted to come back to Aberdeen. Okay. Randomly. So, where did you train then? I started my training in Gallows Hills and Scottish Borders. Well, no, I just done all my training there, but then obviously when I moved to Aberdeen, I started doing more like advanced, advanced training. Okay. Yeah. And um, when you were a kid, did you grow up in like quite a small kind of town? Yeah, or... it was like a village, basically. A village, yeah. So... What made you think, I want to be a hairdresser? Well, I didn't actually want to be a hairdresser to start with. What did you want to be? Well, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. Okay. Yeah. I was a builder for five years when I left school. My dad's got his own building business. Mm-hmm. And I, did, I was always, like, at school, I was always into, like, art and doing, like, more, more creative subjects, like craft and design, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think about what I wanted to do. And it was kind of by chance that I ended up... Um, one of my friends was a really good hairdresser. And he um, was looking for somebody to start working with him. And then when I started, I just loved it. Yeah. What did you like about it? Well, in the first, like, the first couple of weeks, it was just my, my friend and his girlfriend who owned the, sa- owned the salon, and she was like, want, let me do her hair colour, and she was like, pick any colour in any of the magazines you want, and I'll t- teach you how to do it with my hair. 
So I've hit the it's like red and it's like probably pretty naff now. <laughs> but at the time it was cool. It was like red and black. Yeah. Just like black and red bits everywhere. And then after that I was like, oh, I love this. And then <clears throat> I just practice with my friends. It's almost kind of like being a tattooist. Yeah. And like you do have loads of tattoos. Yeah. But also like, I feel like your hair is one of those things. Mm. You really have to trust someone to let them like touch it. So the fact that your friends let you dye their hair. Yeah. To start with, there's probably a few things that (laughs) (laughs) I probably shouldn't have risked, but I didn't really have any sort of fear. Yeah. That was like nothing bad ever really happened. No. I was going to ask you, like, um, in terms of, like, your creative journey, like, mm-hmm. you know, the last sort of 12, 13 years, maybe, like, what were some of the things that you did in order to get where you are now? Um, what, to, to, like, the point of... Owning your own salon. Books, yeah. yeah. Um, was loads of, loads of, like, hard work mm-hmm. in different ways as well. Like to start with, it was when I first moved up here. I was like, wages were not good. Mm-hmm. Now, that's back when averaging property prices and rents like really high. So I was really over able to do anything. Um, and then I put all of my holidays and spare time into like helping like my um, Tracy. She's called Tracy Divine, my old boss. Mm-hmm. So we'd spend like holidays going helping her out, trying to go to, like shows or um, go taking part in competitions and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that took up quite a lot. And then from there, then working towards opening Harrison Fox, more like the saving and planning. Yeah, like the business side of it. The logistics of getting plumbers and joiners and... A fish tank. Yeah, a fish tank. Um, So uh, the other part of that question is like, what are your most memorable failures? So maybe like in the beginning, not choosing the right hair color. Yeah. But like, what are the other things that have kind of like tripped you up along the way? Hmm. Question. Things like I'm not, I'm not really hundred percent sure. Things that have like maybe held back. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you had to move like quite a long way away from yeah. home, you yeah. know. Yeah. But no, like massive failures. Then. I don't think so. Oh, that's quite lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I any like. Like I know, as a writer, as as, I'm yeah. like have to send. Well, I don't have to, but I send work out to, like, magazines and stuff to yeah. find out yeah. if they'll publish it, yeah. or, like, agents and stuff, and so quite, I get rejections all the time. Yeah. So is there something similar like yeah. that for hairdressing? Yeah, when I, when I first started doing, taking part in competitions, um, it was my, like, my hair was, what I was doing was good, but I wasn't able to, I wasn't confident enough to talk, so you always have to do a presentation at the end on stage. Mm-hmm and speak to the judges and stuff and then I'd always just get like stumble with my words and things like that so uh, one year I got like obviously knocked back so that side of it so in the next over over time that's what I was working on to try and get better at yeah more like the performance aspect of it yeah like yeah. the talking side and projecting voice and not like just getting too nervous to even say anything yeah I actually got I remember got a seat it was like a it was like a CD of Paul McKenna. Okay. <laughs> it was like a confidence thing, but talking, yeah. so I used to listen to that. I don't actually know if it made any difference, but um, I listened to that every night before I went to sleep. It must have helped a little bit, because like, you're here <laughs> doing a, an interview on a podcast, yeah. so... I think I think maybe for things like that, it's the thought of it more than anything. Yeah. You just got to kind of, when you're doing that, it's obviously you're nervous. It's when, 
because it's because you're being judged as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's worse than even just explaining something to somebody or a group of people because you know they're actually judging you. But then you just got to kind of just do it. Yeah, I mean, I think like when I first said to um, the other takeover hosts and Eka right. that I was thinking of asking you to come mm-hmm. on and and do an interview, they were all like, oh, that's really cool. Like, they never really thought of, and maybe before I would never have really thought of hairdressing as being, like, yeah. part of the of a creative industry, yeah, yeah. if you will. But, yeah. like, you've totally taken that in terms of, like, competitions and yeah. awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you've done a lot with it. Yeah, yeah, you can. It's a good, it is a good career, but you can, it's one of the, like, sort of careers you can do anything. You can, you could just work somewhere small and just do your clients go home at the end of the day or you could totally push it and try and get into like doing here where you're travelling around the world getting paid to do photo shoots yeah. every day um, slow, there's loads and loads of options I mean in Aberdeen especially I feel like you can just you can walk down just about like every street and there's like a hair salon yeah. somewhere right so when you were kind of conceiving of Harris and Fox yeah. was there, what did you want to be different about it what is different about it um, the thing that I wanted to be different is well, I, I'm not saying it is really different because I don't know everywhere else. But mm-hmm. what I'd say is different about it is like just trying the vibe that I was trying to create, like with all the plants, um, just like having a really cool atmosphere, chill music. Um, the products that we use are all like cruelty free or cruelty free and vegan. Also, having options like when people are tea and coffees, like wine, yeah, wine, beers. <laughs> um, like dairy free options for tea and coffees and like we we actually go to we get like brownies delivered from um Provo. Okay. Um the vegan cafe yep. every week for clients as well. So those little things I think make it different. So making it more of like just, an experience. Yeah, just, not just going to get your hair cut. But... Yeah, yeah, an experience and then it's like so it's the things that I believe in myself. Um, that's why I wanted to use all cru- cruelty free things. Especially because, I don't know, when I started going to get my hair cut at Harrison Fox, you were saying that the um, the name came from your own oh, yeah. dog. Yeah, what, what was that about? Well, um, well it's, it's really, really hard to try and think of a name for some and for a shop. Mm-hmm. It took, took a while. I had a few ideas that... I'm glad that I didn't end up using what, what were the ideas? Do you remember them? <laughs> want to say it. <laughs> They're not, not good. Not good, anyway. yeah. And then it was actually my sister that came up with Harrison Fox. Because um, a lot of people say that he looks like a fox. Yeah. And it's not like it, if it, it's not like I'm calling it Ryan and Hendrix's. Yeah. Harrison Fox, it's like, if you didn't know me, it doesn't... It's yeah. actually quite more embarrassing for people who I do know... <laughs> Saying, oh, it's Harrison Fox and it's about my dog rather than like if it's like somebody totally new who don't really know, you wouldn't think it yeah. was a. Well, I don't know if you would think it was a person or a dog. No, I mean, I only know because you told me. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of people think it's actually two, two of us, one, like the own salon. It's obviously it's me and somebody with the name of Fox. Yeah, yeah. it's actually you and the dog. Yeah. And, and he. He is a boss. He comes into the salon quite a bit, yeah. doesn't he? On Tuesdays and Saturdays, he's there. Yeah. And do clients like respond well to that? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people ask for like, lot, some people even like booking or try to book in when he's there. Oh right. And then they're disappointed because I don't take him every Tuesday or Saturday. Yeah. Sometimes if like it's a Saturday and it's busy, he'll like somebody will look after him or I'll 
potentially just leave at home and go home mm-hmm. and let him out and stuff or take him big walks before. Um, and you're like, oh no, oh fucks. <laughs> He's like your mascot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Um, and obviously, like, the the level of talent as well mm-hmm. in terms of the people that you, like, employ to, f- mm-hmm. to work the chairs, you yeah. know, th- how do you approach that? Um, until just until recently, everyone that was working in the Psalmist, people, people who I've worked with before, when, mm-hmm. like, from when they, at some point when they started out their career. Mm-hmm. So it's really good because I've got a really good team and, uh, not, like, I knew them all and got along with them all before started um we've actually just recently got a, f- a few more people starting here they're really nice as well it's really good i think it's important to have people who you like i don't know trust and like to, like like to work their no before you open i know i know every single person that's there is like really good mm-hmm. everyone's got everyone's got like different strengths and stuff as well mm-hmm. which is good because there's like part of here like some parts of here that's and i i don't do like what like hair ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, mainly just hair ups and perms. Okay. Well, do people still get perms? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. You don't actually have to even learn to do a perm on your when you're training anymore. So potentially the first time you could ever do a perm is when someone like comes into the store and asks you to do yeah. it. Oh, I wouldn't be able to do one. No. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> but yeah, the girls there could do it. Uh, like we're all good at different stuff so it's yeah. good so it's a pretty balanced team and actually the last time I was in I noticed you got quite a few like young people kind of helping yeah. out so is yeah. that like workplace experience sort of thing um, I've got two I've got two um, people start just like started and they're like well they're just starting to learn mm-hmm. really so they'll do they do well, they'll be doing like one day a week training in the salon and the rest of the time they're like just helping us out it normally takes about two years mm-hmm and then they'll be coming here as well. Mm. Cool. So, yeah. Um, so, the salon's been open for seven months. Yeah. So, how has it grown since, like, opening day? Yeah, well, when it opened, it was just me working in there. In the first week, and then um, Alex, she's, she came on board the second week. Then about a month later, it was Megan, and then Abby, it was just kind of joined up, kept, like, just been, like, a sort of, gradual things since mm-hmm. then but I mean let's say 10 will be about well we'll in mid-May it'll be 10 people okay and then that's pretty much all the seats used up yeah so I'm gonna actually be planning like down we've got like down the stairs there's like the room it's like a, li- like a living room area where you like sit and chill when your colour's developing they've also got like another big room through the back that's just basically like a building site at the moment so I'm going to knock the walls down and, like, turn that into, like, a colour area. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, get more seats downstairs. Yeah. So when people come in, it'll be, like, a little journey. You go downstairs into the co- the colour room, mm-hmm. sit there, get your hair coloured, and you go into the waiting area. It's like a little room chill there, and then you go upstairs into the main part of the salon to get your hair cut. So it's just going to make, if, 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 well, if it goes to plan and they might I get the amount of, like seats in there that I think there could be potentially like 25 people include that's including like if there's that many hairdressers probably need to get a receptionist and things like that mm-hmm. but well 20 to 25 people which is pretty big so is that kind of like a long-term goal like over the next couple of years or you want it kind of done <laughs> soon yeah soon I think okay just need to get the money together but yeah <laughs> so what's the long-term goal then 
Like, if you're, like, okay, maybe, like, five years from now, what would you like the salon to be kind of doing at that point? I think, well, I, I, well hopefully it'll be, like, full and everything will be running smoothly, but I just want to, with the goal of the salon, I just want to keep on just be doing cool work mm-hmm. and everyone's doing their own thing creatively and just, like, putting it out and then just be known for, or, like having its own sort of style and um, are you still doing like awards and competitions and conferences um, and stuff like that I've not done any for a little while this year um, I'm going to be doing a couple of uh, entering a couple of awards but that's more for the salon side of things like salon design and new, like new salon okay they're like nationwide competitions so fingers crossed um, one of the girls Abby she's she just won a place on like a team. Um, it's like a two-year place mm-hmm. to be part of this art team, and they get to like travel around, around Europe mainly doing like shows and stuff on stage and things like that. Yeah. So like the guy, the guys are trying to do the competitions. Mm-hmm. I've got quite a lot to try and focus on. Yeah. At the moment, but uh, we'll probably will get them sometime. Yeah, and I mean, like, you're employing them as well, so they're, like, a reflection back on yeah. the salon and yeah. will also bring in yeah. clients and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it's good for, like, the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what... Let's just go back to Aberdeen for a little bit. Okay. Um, so what are your thoughts about Aberdeen now mm-hmm. compared to when you moved here? Like, how do you think it's kind of changed or evolved as a creative hub? Well, it's de- it's definitely has in like the last few years. It's cool with things like new art, um, and I know it, like well, I think this is a, a reason why as well. It's like when the oil industry kind of took a downturn, a lot of people started doing cool things that they wanted to do mm-hmm. instead of just going to work in the oil. <laughs> so just going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, I wanted to do this. I wanted to open up this shop or something. And I go, well, I've not got a job now, so yeah. I'm gonna do it. Try it out. Yeah. A lot more people doing like cool things. And I mean, I, I suppose you felt like that was the time to open Harrison Fox as well. It was yeah. kind of in the midst of that downturn. Yeah. So how did you find? Like you didn't look elsewhere. You were pretty set on Aberdeen. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yep. Um, what are some things that you do, or one thing that you do that is creative but isn't hairdressing? Like I, I'm as a writer. Um, I'm writing a lot, especially for mm-hmm. my job. I'm writing with other people. Yeah. So like one thing that I do that I feel like kind of feeds that well is mm-hmm. like garden, which oh, is yeah. a really funny thing because my parents are really big gardeners, and mm-hmm. I just didn't have time for that for mm-hmm. the longest time. But now I love it. Yeah. Because I feel like it kind of makes me feel the same way, but it's not exactly writing. So is there yeah. something like that that you have? Um, I don't I don't really do anything out in my free time that is, but I've got a lot of time. Obviously, I've got to do things in the salon, like you said, gardening, like look after the plants. Mm-hmm. That takes like, quite a while. I suppose I that's something that's like grown since you opened your doors as well. Yeah. It's like the amount of plants yeah, that are in there now. 47 plants oh now. Oh my gosh, that's well, a lot. So that takes quite a while to water them, but that's cool because you can just like get in the zone and support yeah. the plants. I'm looking after the fish tank yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm still learning about that though. But How's it going? 
Not bad. Have you had any fish die on you yet? Yeah, a couple. Oh no! Uh, sad. <laughs> My favourite one. Your favourite one died? Um, oh, that's a bit depressing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully yeah. that's something that you'll get better at over time. <laughs> yeah. I, but I've, still, I've, got quite a few, I've got quite a lot in there that are doing all right. Yeah. yeah. Like so seaweed and stuff. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, like, I don't even know what you call it. Yeah, it's pretty much like seaweed. Okay. Yeah. So you're good with plants, plant yeah. life. I've kept all the plants alive. That's good. Apart from apart from one, so that's like out of forty nine, no forty eight plants. Forty seven is good, and like they're all growing. Mhm. Had to be. I had to like repot some of them. Like never knew how to do stuff like that. Yeah, now you know. Yeah, now my green fingers. So, um, now that you're not really travelling so much for like awards and competitions, mm-hmm. do you are you like trying to travel as much as you can just to enjoy it? Um. Yeah, I will be. I've not been for a while. Yeah. So not like obviously you've got to have the time to go away and also the funds. But yeah, I definitely want to. I went like I went away quite a few times like in, in the like the last few years, so mm-hmm. I knew when I started up started this project that I would be a few years grounded ago, for a little bit, yeah. yeah. To go away again. But yeah, no, it's definitely like places I'd like to go visit. Which is cool as well because you get to, like, you get to um, like, yeah, just like relax and think mm-hmm. fully. Like probably after a year of having this salon open, yeah. we do like at least a little bit of a holiday. It'd be good to go away next January, I think. Why January? Because it's quiet month for anyway. Yeah, that's true. After the Christmas rush as well. Yeah. But we'll see. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, one of my questions I had, you maybe answered it already, but mm-hmm. what are some haircut, like, faux pas that you would warn other people against? Like, any bad dye jobs that you've ever come across, or, like, people have come in having got a really bad haircut mm-hmm. somewhere else, and then mm-hmm. you've had to fix it. Do yeah. you have any stories like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, no, I don't know, actually, like... Colour, you do see some dodgy colours. So what would you say is a dodgy colour? Like, if you were going to offer advice to the masses? Um, like, well, you know, obviously people get their hair lighter on the ends, and, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, you know, it's, if it's just, like, a line. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. No. no. Okay. So a more subtle ombre look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, for, for styles, I don't know... I wouldn't say there's any really bad hairstyles, but some are just quite like boring. Yeah. What would be like a boring cut? Um. Well, I mean, it's hard to probably hard to explain, but it's like there's a time when I was like because I do quite a lot of men's hair, mm-hmm. and like just about every second person would have the same haircut. Mm-hmm. But not it's not like it's not a bad thing. It's just because it's, like, it's just the same. Popular. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like. Well, one thing I've noticed from your, like, Instagram feed is that you are always doing, like, really interesting cuts for yeah. people. Like, really interesting colour, not just, like, yeah. you know, the colours of the rainbow, but, like, yeah. really interesting shades of that. Yeah. So I think it's, it's lucky, well, I would, no, I wouldn't say it's lucky. It's good that we get a wide variety of people in, but I think you always, you always end up attracting the clients that you're good at doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're, like, in, if it's, like, things you're interested in, you if you're doing it, 
people will see mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, that's how I, uh, like, that's the colour I want. And mm-hmm. then they'll go and then they'll, like, or someone else will see them and then ends up building up and you end up getting quite a lot of clients. Because I remember, like, places, places I've worked before and you'd be like, oh, I don't ever get to do anything fun. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's because you don't actually do anything like that. Because if you did, people would see it and then like, you'd end up getting the sort of clientele that you'd like to do. Yeah. Not all, not everyone. So has social media changed kind of what you do then in the last, like, sort of 12 years that you've been doing it? Yeah, I would say so. Because I mean, we didn't really... I don't even... Uh, what would it just be Facebook? Yeah, I guess and I so. I don't even think then it would just be... I think then it was just probably, like, Facebook personal page. I don't think you, people even had, like, business pages or anything on mm-hmm. it then. So it's definitely changed because you can share your work around... Well, anywhere, and you can also see lots of interesting, cool things. Mm-hmm. So it's, good. it's really cool for like just getting inspiration and that as well. So with Instagram and like, I suppose your Facebook page as well has that been part of like your brand building almost? I'd say Instagram is. Yeah. I don't use Facebook enough, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I think Instagram's probably better for more visual things anyway. Mm-hmm. And do you get? Do you find that you're getting a lot of clients that way who have like seen the Instagram yeah. page mm-hmm. and then are like, I would like to come in. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely important. Yeah. If you could cut any celebrity's hair, whose would it be? Oh. We're into the cringe questions now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard, that's a hard question. Yeah. There's quite a lot of famous people who whose hair you could cut. There's one person who's famous that's hair is awful. Who's that? Like to cut. Simon Cowles. Oh, what would you do if, you, if he was here Simon. in a barber's chair? What would you do? Well, to make it look better, hopefully. <laughs> You'd hope so. <laughs> it's like a flat top, but like a dent in the middle of it. Yeah. You remember what it was like, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So would you like give him some colour, maybe? Um, I don't know. What sort of colour would you give him? I don't know. It's a bit of green or blue. A bit of green or blue, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's had quite a bit of Botox at this point, I think. Yeah. So he'd probably be up for anything, really. <laughs> yeah. Um... This is another cringe question, but if you had style icons, who would they be? Style icons? Or even, like, you know, media oh. types that you kind of get inspiration from. Have you heard of the band Die... I can't remember if I can pronounce it. Die Antwerp? Yeah. Yeah, do you know the people in that? They're called... It's like Yolandi Ninja. I can't think of what they look like off the top of my head, but... They're very, very cool. Okay. Yeah. Like, really cool with follow them on Instagram. I, like, I wouldn't say they're, like, style ankles, but I definitely got, like, a lot of ideas and inspiration for haircuts from them. Okay. Yeah, they've got, like, super cool hair. Are there other places or other people or bands that you've, like, drawn inspiration from in that way? I used to, I used to be really, really into, like, old, old punk music. Mm-hmm. Like, the Ramones. Mm-hmm. They've got super cool hair. Um, and lots of other, like, bands from around that sort of time, and then, like... Like, I don't know, I wouldn't look at their hair and get inspiration, but it's like the whole style in there, I think it's like really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, like sort of late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s, like leather jackets and skinny jeans and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose if you had to have like a Pinterest board, for example, those would maybe be things that you'd be using for yeah, visual probably. inspiration. Yeah, yeah. If, if, I was, if it was for something that I really, really like, you know, like... Yeah. If it wasn't like I was trying to do a... Follow like a brief or something that would be sort of things that I mm-hmm. like. I mean, on my desk, like where I do more 
try to do most of my mm -hmm. writing. Um, there's like a pin board behind yeah. it. So I just put like random stuff up there that, yeah. you know, it's not necessarily writing related. It might be like postcards that look oh, yeah. really cool yeah, or yeah. quotes that I like or tickets yeah. from events that I've been to. Yeah. Do you have something like that? Even like a, not a literal sense, Maybe but in, mind. in your mind, yeah. yeah. I'm not very like organized person. <laughs> you got here on time. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> got the day right, yeah. the time right. That's okay. Yeah. Um, what was your worst haircut, and do you have photographic evidence of this? I do. You, have you seen? Do you know Rocky the film? The film, yeah. yeah. Do you know who Ivan Drago is? Um, not is the biggest a, Rocky fan. He's like the big Russian guy. Okay, yeah. Well, I had my hair, I had my hair bleached like him. Okay. Um, and it's like a flat top. Mm hmm So it's like super, super flat. <laughs> um, so I had that. Hopefully I've still got the photo. I think we do. Can we use it for... Here we go. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so it's quite, uh... Extreme. That is pretty extreme, but like somehow you can pull it off as well. Mm, I don't know. Don't no, know. How long did you have that for? About two weeks. Okay, so that even at gone. the time you didn't think it was like the best look. I don't think I was pulling off the haircut. No. Like the haircut was wearing me more okay. like. Just like, it was like, <laughs> you see people like looking at your hair. Yeah. But think of what's this guy up to? That's a good way to put it's it though, your haircut's so. wearing you. Yeah. Yeah. But that that would be a good thing in terms of advice to offer people. Like, wear yeah. your haircut. Don't let, Don't let your haircut wear you. Yeah. Um, have you ever cut your own hair? Cut bits of it. Bits of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not at all. No. I like to. So it's not exactly like tattooing in that, like, a, a novice tattooist would mm. probably, like, tattoo themselves yeah. before they tattooed anybody else. Yeah, no. It was never like that. No. No. It's hard because you've got to like look in the mirror, yeah, and it's awkward the way around. And you can only really do the front bits, the bits you can see. Yeah. I've shaved. I've shaved all of my hair before. Mm -hmm. but that's easy because you just have to like go over it with clippers. That's it. Yeah, it's not much skill. What about beard care? Mm -hmm. Do you like do beard trimming as well in the salon? Yeah. Or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do beards. Do you have advice to offer on how to wear a good beard? Um, I'd probably say, like, um, you've got to kind of go with how your facial hair would grow. Mm -hmm. Like the direction that. the hair grows? Or, or like, if, you, if you've if you not got like, a lot in yeah. some areas, don't try and grow it too long in that okay. part. Like, kind of go with like, the shape of your facial hair anyway. Because mm -hmm. um, it has to look good. Mm -hmm. And then also get it trimmed and keep on top of it so it doesn't look messy. I think that's um, good advice for my boyfriend because yeah. he just like grows it all out yeah and then he cut he shaves it all off and then he yeah. grows it all out and right, then he shaves it off for a I will mm -hmm. that's exactly what I'm gonna do actually yeah um right well that's us coming up to 30 minutes um do you have anything going on in the next like few weeks so long so I know you've done things like um Abby Potts has done oh, yeah. you know the paw print pots yeah. there before do you have anything like that coming up no, but I'm trying to think of something. Um, okay. I'm still trying. I've got a few sort of ideas, but um, well, we do we do yoga in there every week on Sunday night. No, Monday nights and Wednesday mornings. Okay. Sun sunrise yoga on Wednesday morning. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't yeah. know that. No, no, it's good. 
So Wednesday yeah, morning and yeah. Sunday nights, you said? No, Monday nights Monday and nights. Wednesday morning. Wednesday mornings. And then also the dog days. Okay. With my friend Sam Brill, he takes, he's the, the like, dog photo booth. And then, like, we've had, like, lots of, like, little stalls as well, like, Long Dog, Teak were there, Abbey Pots, Doom Pots, um, and, like, some other people. And then we said two of them, but I'm trying to think of something else. Okay. Well, it's a good opportunity for, I suppose, if people have ideas, they can come to yeah, you. Yeah, totally. I was thinking something like a, like a vegan-style thing. Okay. Well, because it's all, it's pr- pr- products are pretty free, but because it's quite a big space, you could get, like, a little event. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of... What, what that would be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. But I kind of want to go something like that, so I'm going to start planning something soon. And also, I was thinking about having like a potentially having like a sort of night thing, yeah, well, like sort of like party. It's a really good, it'd be a really good space for something like that. Yeah, because when we had a roping party, we had like somebody DJing at it, and it was like you can fit quite a lot of people in. Mm-hmm. Just for for no really other reason than just to use the space. Yeah, and just to do something cool. Yeah. Not to like promote anything or promote salon, just great. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe after this podcast, you'll get yeah. a flood of mail <laughs> people who have ideas about yeah, vegan nice. things. Yeah. You never know. Ideas. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on. No thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And um, we will get ready for the next episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and keep an eye out for more upcoming takeover interviews.